welcome back to my channel. Today we're going to be talking about an unsolved mystery and that is the unsolved mystery of who killed Kaylee Anthony. And if you haven't heard the name Kaylee Anthony, it's possible you might have heard the name Casey Anthony. Casey Anthony is a woman who was accused of murdering her child Kaylee Anthony, who is a beautiful little girl and it's the saddest thing ever. Oh my god, it breaks my heart. This is one of those cases that I have been obsessed with for years. I watched so much of the trial. I had Google Alert set up on my phone. I sobbed at the end of the trial. If you don't know what happens, don't don't look it up or anything, but the verdict was crazy. And so I wanted to tell you guys about the whole mystery and the whole story behind Kaylee Anthony. Now it's a huge story. It's a lot of details and a lot of facts. There's no way I could jam them all into this video, but I kind of put what I thought was the most important and interesting parts of the story into a video. This case is really sad, but I think Kaylee deserves for her story to be known. So this is Kaylee Anthony, beautiful little girl. She was born on August 9th of 2005, and she was tragically killed somehow, either by accident or by someone doing something. Now, no one knows exactly because there's so much fogginess around this case, and if you haven't actually heard of this whole trial and this whole story, buckle up because this is a crazy investigation. It's so interesting, really, really frustrating, so just prepare yourself. So this is Casey Anthony. Um, she is Kaylee's mother. She had Kaylee when she was 19 years old, and um, it wasn't a planned pregnancy. And these are her parents. This is Cindy Anthony, and this is George Anthony. When Casey Anthony was 19 years old, she was living with her parents, and they started to notice that she was gaining weight. And she had a very, like, party lifestyle. She was kind of crazy and out there and just like, you know, she definitely wasn't at home reading books. But her parents thought that she was pregnant. They asked her and she denied it. A couple months later, she admitted that she actually was pregnant. No one knows who Kaylee's father was because Casey didn't quite know. Now, I'm sure the family probably knows, but it hasn't been like publicly disclosed. It's possible that it was her fiance at the time, Jesse Grund, or her previous boyfriend who actually died in a car accident. The father isn't really relevant to this whole story though, honestly. I guess she had talked about possibly giving Kaylee up for adoption, but her mother, Cindy, really, really wanted her to have the baby, said that she'd help her raise her. So she had the baby and she lived with her parents and they all kind of raised her, along with her fiance, Jesse Grund. She was such a beautiful, girl even when she was born. Jesse Grun says he and Casey Anthony dated for about six weeks in early 2005. Was shocked when she told him in June of that year, months after they had broken up, that she was pregnant. And later Jesse found out that he is not the father. Kaylee was a really easy baby, I gotta be honest. So wonderful. I fell in love with her as soon as I saw her. They did a DNA test and it was not him. Which made the test results particularly difficult for him to accept. That said 0% probability that I was the biological father. I didn't want anybody else to be that little girl's father except for me. Jesse wanted to stay in her life and be involved. Really was a good sport about it. Said that he just loved her like a daughter anyway and wanted to be a father figure in her life. So fast forward to 2008, um, mid-June of 2008. Casey had an argument with her parents. I guess she was having some issues being a mother and really, you know, being responsible and her parents called her out on that, especially her mom, Cindy, you know, kind of questioned her ability to even be a mother or raise a child and it made Casey so angry. Apparently they got in a huge fight that she left the house. So her parents didn't know much about what she was doing. She had a history of lying. According to her family and friends, she had a major problem with, you know, compulsive lying and her mom obviously was worried about Kaylee. They'd pretty much raised her. Mama, papa, last documented time two-and-a-half-year-old Kaylee was seen was in this video, June 15th, 2008. 
a day she spent with her grandmother, Cindy. Finish your song. It was amazing. It was a great day. She would call often to see how Kaylee was doing, and when Casey would answer, she was an excuse about why she couldn't talk to Kaylee. Um, she was playing with someone, or she was, you know, over on a play date, or she was with the nanny. So this nanny wasn't someone that the parents knew. It's just someone that Casey hired. According to Casey, the nanny was named Zanata Gonzalez and was called Zanny for short, which is really funny because then it became Zanny the nanny. It was just kind of weird. July 13th of 2008, George and Cindy got a letter in the mail that said that Casey's car was in a tow yard. So George went to go pick up the car and when he did, he found her purse in it, he found Kaylee's car seats and a bunch of toys. What he also found is that the trunk had a horrendous smell in it. I have never personally smelled a decomposing body. When I was in a law class, I got to do a ride along with a police officer. And I've heard many times from police officers that the smell of a dead body is like the worst possible smell ever. It's just horrendous. So obviously this kind of concerned her parents, especially since they hadn't heard from Kaylee. It's been about a month at this point since she left with Kaylee. And you know, they're used to seeing her like every day. They never have been able to talk to her, get through to her. So they're starting to feel really worried as any parent would. Cindy finally tracked down Casey and she was at her boyfriend's at the time. She was at her boyfriend's house staying with him. And when she tracked down Casey and saw that Kaylee wasn't with her, you know, she obviously asked, where's Kaylee? And Casey said that she She's with the nanny, she's with Zanny. So Cindy said, well, take me to her. Like, let's go get her. So they literally got in the car and Casey started driving her around blindly. When she realized she couldn't lie anymore and that there was no nanny, she finally broke down and told her parents that Kaylee had been missing for 31 days. Can you even imagine the shock? Oh my God, I mean, I can't imagine how George and Cindy were feeling. They must've felt so panicked and just so scared. She was gone for 31 days and Casey had not reported it to the police at all, hadn't told anyone, her parents, even her boyfriend that she was living with, thought that Kaylee was with a nanny. Like literally no one knew that Kaylee was gone for 31 days, which is crazy. So Cindy obviously freaked out and called 911, and this is the tape. 911, what's your emergency? <laughs> I called a little bit ago, the deputy sheriff, I found out my granddaughter has been taken. She has been missing for a month. Her, her mother finally admitted that she's been missed. Okay, what is someone what is, here now? Okay, what is the address that you're calling from? We're talking about a three-year-old little girl. Oh, my daughter finally admitted that the baby's in the store. There's something wrong. I found my daughter's car today, and it smells like there's been a dead body in the damn car. Okay, what is the three-year-old's name? Kaylee, C-A-Y-L-E-E, -E, Anthony. So obviously the police really don't even know where to start with this. You know, Casey said that she was taken by Zanny the nanny, who nobody knows who she is. No one knows anything about her or where she lives. Why didn't you call prior to today? I think part of me was naive enough to think that I could handle this myself, which obviously I couldn't. I was scared that something would happen to her if I did notify the authorities or got the media involved or my parents, which I know would have done the same thing. So on July 16th of 2008, Casey was arrested for child neglect because it is completely irresponsible and ridiculous to not report your child missing when they've been gone for 31 days. Now, what's really interesting is what Casey was doing in those 31 days. She had extremely bizarre behavior, not acting the way that a normal mother would act when her child was missing. Out drinking, partying, doing hot body competitions, going to clubs, going out. She even got a tattoo that said beautiful life. 
However, Casey claims that she was looking and doing her own investigation into the nanny and into Kaylee's disappearance the entire time. I'm sorry, but if my dog went missing, I would not be doing anything. Like I literally would be doing nothing but searching for my dog. Like I can't imagine your baby being missing and you just being like, oh well, who's who wants to party tonight? Like seriously? I don't know. This makes me so angry. This is again, I'm so invested in this case that it's gonna make me really mad. Like Casey Anthony really really frustrates me and you guys will see more later of why. Anyway, let's keep going. So Casey Anthony told them that she worked at Universal Studios in Orlando and they asked to see her office. So she literally went with police to Universal Studios and walked around with them for a little while and then finally admitted, I don't even work here, they fired me years ago. So she had completely been lying to her parents about having a job. So this girl is a liar. She turns left, starts walking down this hallway and about halfway down the hallway she stops turns, looks at us, and says, I don't work here. And will lie up until the point where she can't lie anymore. Like, the lie cannot continue. So obviously when the police went to go find the nanny, um, the nanny doesn't exist. She is disappeared, but you know, she doesn't have a house, she doesn't have an address, she doesn't have anything for her. She gave them all these like weird clues and basically sent the police on a wild goose chase to find this nanny who apparently had her daughter Kaylee. The day after she was arrested, July 17th of 2008, the police did a, you know, cadaver dog search of her vehicle and the dog picked up a scent of a decomposing body. On August 27th of 2008, police did an air sample of the air in her car and it also indicated that there was a decomposing body in the vehicle. So it seems pretty obvious that that a decomposing body was in the back of Casey Anthony's car. But she stuck with her story, man. You know, Zanny took her, the nanny. And at this point, the police are still looking for the nanny. Thousands of volunteers who flooded Central Florida late last summer on foot, on horseback, by boat all looking for Kaylee. So during this whole time, this was a missing persons case. You know, Casey's in jail for child neglect, for, you know, not reporting that her child was missing, but this was a missing child who this nanny had. And her parents, they made shirts that said, you know, find Kaylee Anthony. It was kind of becoming a household name, especially in Florida. Her main focus has been as same as ours has been, look, has been looking for Kaylee since the very beginning. You don't realize that whole United States is looking for Kaylee. I know that, Mom. Yo, and her parents wanted to believe her. I mean, it was very obvious that they thought something sketchy was going on. They don't seem to have much trust for their daughter, but it's her, their daughter. And I think unless you have a child, you couldn't really understand how you really want to love them no matter what. So they really did believe Casey for a while. I think, I don't, they might even still believe her. But there is a phone call that was filmed at the jailhouse of her talking to her parents, and she had a special message for Zanny the nanny. Listen, I'm in front of the cameras all the time. What message do you want me to give to Zanny and to, Kay and to Kaylee? That she needs to return Kaylee. September 24th, 2008 to be exact, a woman with the exact same name as the nanny that Casey Anthony claims has her child. She lived in Kissimmee, Florida, and she filed a lawsuit against Casey Anthony. So this woman is not even a nanny. She had nothing to do with this. She's just a random woman. I mean, chances are Casey looked in a phone book and picked out her name. So this really changes everything and moves Casey Anthony as the number one prime suspect for killing Kaylee Anthony. 
So then there was a huge break in the case. It's very sad, uh, it's heartbreaking, but it was good for the case. On December 11th of 2008, a man named Roy Kronk, who was a meter reader in Florida, um, got assigned to a route around where the Anthonys lived. So Roy was reading meters. He read one neighborhood first, and then he walked over to this area, this kind of like woody forest area. There's like a ditch where you could like walk down, and he went there to pee, actually. He had to go to the bathroom, and a lot of these meter readers and stuff, he was saying, um, just go to the bathroom like they know spots where no one can see them and they just go outside while he was taking a leak um, he looked over and he noticed a black plastic bag he said that this object just appeared not to be right to him so he decided to check it out so he had his meter stick with him and he hit the item and it made kind of like a hollow sound he started pulling on the bag he couldn't get it out right away but then it, it something kind of shifted it and all of a sudden a skull was there a human skull he said he actually thought it was a halloween mask at first but he actually moved it with his meter stick testimony that you put that stick in the eye socket of this skull and lifted it up to be sure what it was Yes, sir, I apologize for doing so, but like I said, I did not know what it was. But when he moved it, he saw duct tape over the mouth area. A strip of duct tape found loosely attached to the skull. Well, obviously, he contacted the police. This is Orange County Utilities Emergency Dispatch. We found a human skull. Oh, my gosh. This morning, uh, a bag of bones was found, a skull detached. They believe it to be the body of Kaylee Anthony. The FBI believes that this is little Kaylee Anthony. And sadly, on December 19th, so the following week, they announced that the remains were Kaylee Anthony's. Found in the woods, just blocks from her home, the skeleton of Kaylee Anthony. Body of Kaylee Marie Anthony had been wrapped in a Winnie the Pooh blanket, stuffed into multiple garbage bags, shoved into a laundry bag, and thrown into a littered swamp like she was just another piece of trash. Uh, you're looking at a, uh, <clears throat> at a human skull. That it's tossed in a field to rot in bags. could not determine a cause of death. They couldn't see any signs of trauma. There was obviously the duct tape on her mouth, which is different, but they did a full skeletal exam on her, but she was completely skeletonized at this point. Like, think about it. She died probably sometime in mid-June, and then she was found in December, and she'd been like underground in Florida. So tons of water and just not a good situation. There wasn't much left. So at this point, they're just awaiting trial. You know, the prosecution and the defense are like building their cases in this time. About six weeks after Kaylee's body was found, George Anthony um, attempted to commit suicide. Now there's not a ton of detail about this. I don't wanna go too into it, but he said that he wanted to be with Kaylee, that he was obviously so depressed and scared about everything. I needed at that time to go and be with Kaylee. Trial started in May of 2011, and let me tell you, this trial was insane because people were obsessed with this case. People were like buying tickets into the courtroom and, you know, fighting with each other. It's just crazy. This was so publicized and everyone was so obsessed and into it. And it was the hottest ticket in town, one apparently worth fighting for. I ask you guys to respect my privacy. All of you leeches, all of you parasites, all of you maggots out here, okay? That's true because that's exactly what you guys are. Housewife Sherry Adji 
flew from Atlanta to see Casey Anthony with her own eyes. And Sean Chazon, who spent 13 days in court. And these are selling on eBay. I've seen them. Trying to protect your daughter, didn't you? Oh, what kind of grandmother are you, lady? People that live in Orlando protesting. You know she doesn't belong in that house. She belongs in jail. Back up, let's go. You're protecting baby killer. Often dragging little children with them. Don't you dare talk to my You cannot talk to my Screaming obscenities. What are you going to do, bitch? Casey was in jail for a couple years, and her trial didn't start until May of 2011. Her parents would say to media that they thought she was being victimized, that she was innocent, and Casey pleaded not guilty. Though she did plead guilty to 13 fraudulent check charges. Casey's lawyer was a man named Jose Bias, and he was definitely in the media a lot. He would constantly talk to reporters and stuff. After years of damaging pretrial publicity, Baez was practically the only person left defending her. What can you tell me? Get away! Get away! You can only use flattering terms to describe the true Casey Anthony. Prosecution side, the leading attorney was Jeff Ashton. So like I said, the trial and the case, they're so big, there's so much to talk about, but I want to talk about a few of the most important elements that they brought up in the trial and the most important things to note. One thing that's really important is that they found computer searches on the Anthony home that talked about neck breaking and how to make chloroform. So Cindy Anthony, who's Casey's mom, actually got up on the stand and defended her daughter saying that she made those searches. I told you during my deposition in 2009 that I made those searches. You told me at your deposition that that you searched for chlorophyll, correct? Yes. And you spelled chlorophyll for me. Do yes. you recall that? Yes. Do you recall denying that you made any searches for how to make chloroform? I didn't look up how to make chloroform. I looked up chloroform. You spelled chlorophyll wrong. Correct. Searched for self-defense. Yes, I did not search for self-defense. Household weapons. I did not search for household weapons. Neck breaking. I did not search for neck breaking, but I do recall that there was a pop-up that was showing a YouTube regarding a skateboarder that was skateboarding on rails, like if you're going, like a turnstile type rail, if you're going into some place in the skateboarder. And I recall it saying, um, a neck-breaking feat. Although they did prove that she was most likely at work while those searches were being completed. She didn't really have an explanation for why she was searching for them other than that she was looking for a different type of chemical and somehow ended up talking about chloroform. If you don't know what chloroform is, um, if you were to put chloroform on a rag and hold it over someone's mouth and nose, they'd breathe it in and they would go unconscious. So that's what a lot of people think happened to Kaylee Anthony. People think that Casey, you know, wanted to go out and party and a lot of parents are guilty of trying to drug their children. We talked about that this was a possibility with the Madeline McCann case and the prosecution believes that Casey wanted to go out and party. So she knocked her daughter out with chloroform and then covered her nose and mouth with duct tape, which is how she suffocated and died. Now, obviously no one knows exactly what happened after that, but pretty widely believed that she had her in her trunk. They even think that if she did it, she possibly drove around with her in the trunk for days and that's why the smell was there for so long and then eventually 
you know, ditched her in that wooded area. The defense came out with a crazy, crazy opening statement in the beginning of the trial saying that they believe a completely different story. And this was something that people in the media hadn't even started talking about. Like they completely out of nowhere brought up this new story. And their story was that the Anthony's weren't who you think that they were, that there was a lot more violence and unhappiness in their home. There was a lot of fighting, that they were a pretty dysfunctional family. And they actually accused George Anthony of sexually molesting Casey. They allege George molested Casey when she was a child. And that's how Casey learned to lie. She could be 13 years old, have her father's penis in her mouth, and then go to school and play with the other kids as if nothing ever happened. Nothing's wrong. And that reason she lies so much and lied to police and lied to everyone and didn't report her daughter is because she's used to lying about things. There are people that actually think that George is the father of Kaylee. Their version of things is that Kaylee drowned in their family pool. They had a family pool and Kaylee loves to go in it. There's videos of her swimming and, you know, going down the little slide and stuff. Kaylee Anthony died on June 16, 2008, when she drowned in her family swimming pool. Jaws dropped as bias proceeded to imply Casey's dad covered up the accidental drowning and disposed of his granddaughter's body. And they believe that Kaylee wasn't being supervised and drowned. And they believe that the reason that he almost killed himself a couple weeks after her body was found was because he, he was actually the father and they didn't want them to be able to prove it with DNA. Now, this might be the truth. It's possible. I mean, anything can happen. It seems very unlikely to me. And if it isn't true, it's very sad that Casey was willing to like sell her dad out in order to save her ass and her parents didn't seem to mind because they were doing anything they could to save their daughter's ass as well. When he was up on the stand, he said he never molested his daughter. He, you know, was obviously disgusted by the claims. Sir, I would never do anything to harm my daughter in that way. You learned in December of 2008 that the remains of your granddaughter were found. What effect did that have on you? A deep hurt inside and seeing what my wife and my son went through. His silent grief grew worse during sidebar until finally the lawyers took notice. And he talked a lot about Kaylee and it just is so sad because you could tell he really did love her. Now another interesting thing is that they found high levels of chloroform in the trunk which leads them to believe that there was a decomposing body in it as well. Apparently this wasn't enough for the jury because the defense side claims that the reason there was a bad foul smell and there was chloroform is because there was trash garbage in her trunk for weeks that she was just holding in there for whatever reason. But when a human body is decomposing, it also releases chloroform. Now, one thing that just doesn't add up is that in the jail calls that Casey made to her parents, and you can see her talking to her father, George, she's talking about how much she loves him and how he's a great grandfather, and it doesn't really add up with the story of her being sexually abused by him. Hey, gorgeous, how you doing? I look like hell. <laughs> well, you know something? You, you really need to keep your spirit high for all this. Kaylee, I'm okay, well. so lucky to have both of you. You, I can't even put into words how glad I am that she's had both of you and that she still has both of you. You know, it goes without saying, you know, that our, our house is empty without both of you there. I love you guys so much. I just want you to know that. I wish I could have said something or have hugged you or at least spent a moment with you the day of the hearing. 
I know, sweetie. We felt the same way. I think George and Cindy were just so worried about losing another daughter. I mean, it had been years since Kaylee had died, and maybe they just don't want to lose another daughter. They were already not close with their son, so maybe they were doing anything they could to save her. I think they kind of had to force themselves to believe that she was innocent just because they, you know, I don't know, they're parents. It's hard to judge parents in a situation because you really can't imagine what that would be like. Maybe they never really thought their daughter was capable of killing anyone. I mean, it's hard to say. There's obviously tons and tons of information about the trial because it went on for days, clearly weeks. And if you were interested more in that, definitely do some more research on the trial or go back and watch it. There wasn't a lot of evidence. There wasn't a whole lot of anything because it had been so long and there was just so much you know, speculation and stuff. The jury was made up of seven women and five men, and on July 5th of 2011, the jury deliberated for 10 hours and 40 minutes, and they came back with this verdict. In the circuit court for the Ninth Judicial Circuit in and for Orange County, Florida, State of Florida versus Casey Marie Anthony. As to case number 2008-CF, 15606-0. As to the charge of first-degree murder, verdict as to count one, we the jury find the defendant not guilty, so say we all, dated at Orlando, Orange County, Florida, on this 5th day of July, 2011, signed four person. As to the charge of aggravated child abuse, verdict as to count two, we the jury find the defendant not guilty. As to the charge of aggravated manslaughter of a child, we the jury find the defendant not guilty, so say we all, dated at Orlando, Orange County, Florida, this 5th day of July. As to the charge of providing false information to a law enforcement officer, verdict as to count four. We, the jury, find the defendant guilty of providing false information to a law enforcement officer as charged in the indictment. Oh my God, you guys. I mean, if you follow the case or watch that live, you can understand. When that verdict came out, I was literally hysterical. I will never forget it. I watched it in my parents' bed in high school. We, the jury, find the defendant not guilty. Verdict as to count one. May the jury find the defendant not guilty. Not so guilty. Dated at Orlando. The jury find the defendant not guilty. Not, not, not guilty. Not guilty. Not guilty. Not guilty. Oh. We the jury find the defendant not guilty. So say we all. Dated at Orlando. or so of the trial so I was super super into it with her it was so horrible it, it felt like how 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 on earth can someone get away with something like this it seems so obvious to me that Casey did it it seems like she didn't want to be a mom she wasn't quite ready to be a mom so she killed her daughter by drugging her with chloroform and maybe she didn't mean to kill her but yeah covering her mouth with duct tape that must have been the way that she died it I mean it's the only way that makes sense unless we don't know something else there are people that think that Kaylee did drown in a pool and that, you know, George did it and that the Anthony family was more involved in it. No one really knows, so no one's like right here. I think most people think that Casey did it. It seems pretty obvious just by the way that she was acting while her daughter was missing and not reporting her missing for 31 days. Casey was sentenced to jail for four years for lying to the police. However, she'd already been in there for a couple years, so that counts towards the sentence. On July 17th of 2011, Casey was released from jail, and I remember it because they were so worried that someone was gonna come up and just like kill her. So she basically had to be in hiding for years. At exactly 12.14 a.m. after 1,054 days in jail, 
Casey Anthony, who has been called the most hated woman in America, walked free. She didn't say a word, and neither did her lawyer. It was a cloak-and-dagger-like operation. There were armed guards, black SUVs, perhaps a secret car switch in a covered garage. Huge crowds, and all of this to throw off the media and anyone who may want to do Casey harm. A crowd of more than 100 behind plastic barricades came to watch, and for the most part, jeer her release. Trailed by helicopters into downtown, where she switched vehicles at one of her attorney's offices and disappeared into the night. The local ABC station reporting she went to a private plane that took her to destinations unknown. Later that year in September, the judge actually ruled that Casey owed $98,000. I don't remember the exact amount, but $98,000 for leading police around on this wild goose chase, giving them false information and lying to them. However, he also ruled that she was going to owe the police $120,000 around there and which made the total amount that she owed $217,000 which is a lot and Casey can't get a job again barely could do anything because her name is everywhere so she pretty much had to go into hiding she thought about writing books but she wasn't even able to do that because no one wants to publish her book um, her life is pretty much boring she doesn't really get to do anything or travel or do anything she barely has any money she's like broke she lives with other people at one point she actually worked for someone on the defense team being their live-in nanny and living there I'm not sure if she still lives there now. I don't even remember where she lives right now, but who fucking cares about her? I just can't believe that she got away with this. Recently, she was quoted in an interview even saying that she sleeps very well at night. I don't give a about what anybody thinks about me. I don't care about that. I never will. I'm okay with myself. I sleep pretty good at night. She still says that she didn't commit the murder and has no idea what happened. Your understanding, how did she die? I don't know. You don't know? Something about drowning, possibly. Everyone else has their theories. I don't know. Kaylee would be 12 this year. What would she be like, girl? Total <laughs> I would like to think she'd be listening to classic rock and playing sports and not taking from anybody. These days, Anthony lives and works with Patrick McKenna, the private detective who was the lead investigator on her defense team. In the interview, Casey says she keeps her bedroom decorated with photos of Kaylee, openly weeping when she showed off colorful, finger-painted artwork by her daughter. That is going to be it for me today, guys. Thank you for joining me for another episode. And make sure you follow the show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It really does help me out. If you want to watch the video version of this show, you can find it on my YouTube channel, which will be linked, or you can just search Kendall Ray. I will be back with another episode soon, but until then, stay safe out there.